بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم we continue the points of benefit and rulings on hajj and this is the second uh, talk and it is entitled uh, the conditions obligating the hajj the conditions obligating the hajj first islam first condition is islam and this takes out the kafir this takes out the kafir meaning it is not an obligation upon the disbeliever so the first condition is islam the person must be a muslim and this takes out the kafir it is not an obligation upon the kafir because all acts of worship are not correct if they are performed by a disbeliever this is stated in the Quran in Surah At-Tawbah the evidence is in Surah At-Tawbah chapter 9 verse 54 <coughs> And nothing prevents their contributions from being accepted from them except that they disbelieved in Allah and His and His Messenger. <coughs> However, the kafir will be punished for that. The disbelievers will be punished for that. But they are not to be commanded to do it while in the state of disbelief. Nor to redo it after they become Muslims and they, they will be punished for all the rulings uh, obligating worships on the Muslim but it is not required it's not correct if they do it and they do any worship but they will be punished for abandoning them the evidence the evidence is in surah al-muddathir chapter 74 chapter 74 verses 40 to 46 qala allah fi jannatin yatasa'alun عن المجرمين ما سلككم في سقر قالوا لم نكن من المصلين ولم نكن نطعم المسكين وكنا نخوض مع الخائضين وكنا نكذب بيوم الدين in gardens paradise they will ask one another about the disbelievers what has caused you to enter hell they will say we were not of those who used to offer prayers nor we used to feed the poor and we used to talk falsehood 
all that which Allah hated with vain talkers and we used to belie the day of resurrection sufficient they are saying we used to belie the day of resurrection but Allah added that we that Allah added that they did not pray did not give the poor etc and there is an there is an extra meaning therefore in this verse that they will be punished for these things for their abandonment of salah etc so this is the first condition the first condition is Islam second condition is freedom the second condition is freedom so therefore exempted is the slave because he has no money his wealth is for his master and his time is for his master so there is no Hajj nor Umrah this is one saying there is no Hajj and no Umrah upon the slave but this is one saying the second is that all the obligations upon the slave apply as upon the free and because the Prophet ﷺ said يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَتَبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الْحَجَّةِ فَحُجُّ people Allah had ordained Hajj upon you so perform Hajj so therefore this is general also we know that from the verse Qawlullahi ta'ala walillahi ala nasi hijjul bayt and it's ordained by Allah upon mankind to perform Hajj and this is the all the physical acts of worship are required from the slave as required from the free man However, the financial ones are not obligated upon him because he does not possess. So this is the second opinion that it is also required from the slave. The third opinion is that if his master permits, then his hajj is valid. These are the conditions concerning the second, the second matter. These are the discussions regarding the second condition, and that is the freedom. The third is adulthood, having reached the stage of puberty. So it is not required from the child. However, if the child performs the Hajj, then his Hajj, then his Hajj is correct. His Hajj is correct. But this does not free him from performing the obligatory Hajj after reaching the state of puberty 
The evidence for the correctness of the child's hajj is in the incident when a woman who had her child and raised him before the Prophet ﷺ and said, Is there hajj for this child? The Prophet ﷺ responded, Yes, and you have his reward. You will gain, or rather, Walaki Ajr, you will gain a reward for that. <coughs> and who is the, the child? We're talking about the one who did not reach the stage of puberty. How is the cha- the state of puberty? How is it reached? <coughs> For the boys, for the boys completing 15 years completing 15 years <coughs> growth of the pubic hair growth of the pubic hair third ejaculating semen And for the girls, these three, in addition to menses, in the addition to menses. So this is the condition, the third condition on Al-Buloom. The fourth condition is no uh, uh, reaching any one of them, Yom Sulaim. With respect to the girls, the three, any one of the three, plus the menses. The fourth condition, the conditions that, okay, the, we'll repeat those, the 
the signs for the puberty attaining that number one completing 15 years completing 15 years or growth of pubic hair and ejaculating semen and for the girls these three plus a fourth one and that is menses so is that clear is that clear now inshallah the fourth condition is the fourth condition is sanity being sane so this takes out the insane the insane who was born insane or became insane in his life So there is no obligation upon him. Contrary to, contrary to the zakah, contrary to the charity, it is obligated on him because the charity is an obligation in wealth. Is that clear? The Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith, the pen has been lifted from three, from the sleeping person until he awakes, and from the child until he grows, reaching the stage of puberty, and from the insane until he comprehends and becomes sane. And in addition, the hajj requires intention, and there is no intention from the sane, from the insane rather. The fifth condition is the ability. The fifth condition is the ability. The one who can carry on the deed without any kind of incapacitation. This is the ability. And here we have four, con four related cases under ability. We have four related cases under ability. Number one, if the person is rich and strong in his physically strong then Hajj is mandatory upon him to carry it by himself 
So he has the money and has the physical strength. Then it is mandatory upon him to execute the Hajj himself. The second case, if he is physically able, but does not have the money, so if his hajj depends upon having the money, then it is not an obligation upon him. However, if he is able to execute the hajj without having the money, then it becomes obligating upon him. Example, if he is a resident in Mecca, then in this case he is able to go out with the people on his feet and perform or walk on foot and perform the Hajj. The third, the third case, if he is financially able, but physically unable, then in this case, if his physical, if it is anticipated that his physical inability or let us rephrase it if it is anticipated that he will recover physically then he waits until he recovers just like the sick person or the ill person and then he performs the Hajj and if it is anticipated that he will not recover then in this case he delegates someone to perform the Hajj on his behalf and this matter of deputation has conditions which we will talk about later inshallah the fourth condition the fourth case under the ability if he is financially and physically unable to carry the Hajj then the Hajj uh, obligation upon him is is lifted
there is nothing upon him. The one in debt If the debt is due immediately And he doesn't have The means to fulfill it then there is no Hajj binding upon him. On the other hand, If debt is due upon him, and he has the ability pay it then and he has extra to cover the needs of Hajj then it's an obligation and if the debt is in installments and he has the ability to pay these installments like for example he has a salary and pays the installments on time such that this covers his responsibility towards the debt then there is Hajj upon him What about if someone offers him money to perform Hajj? What about if someone offers him money to perform Hajj? Here, this depends. One saying is that it is not an obligation upon him 
under this situation if someone offers him money to perform Hajj then it is not obligatory upon him to perform the Hajj because so that he saves himself from feeling the favor of people upon him the second opinion is if the one who is offering the money is not of this type of people meaning who would uh, make him feel that he is under his favor or that it was his favor upon him that allowed him to do the hajj etc so in this case it is it becomes obligatory upon him to perform the hajj This concludes our uh, points of benefits and ruling on the conditions obligating the Hajj. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.